0: Urban Meyer is like clearly blitzed in this picture, man. Like he's clearly out there turning up these pretty, pretty young things, these floozies, these thoughts. And I'm just like, yo, you cannot be out here acting a fool as the head coach of an NFL team. Yo, it's your boy, Southbree76. This is KTSC Ads, episode 72. What are gonna do now? We just kick it. Right now, it's just me and uh, the Tech Messiah, I think you know, it's AC37. Two losers right now. Uh, Both of our franchises are down the dumps. First
1: of all, I just filled out my commencement packets. Not a loser.
0: What is the Jaguars record, sir?
1: Doesn't <clears throat> matter about the Jaguars. Me personally, the, the the college graduate of the podcast, I'm not a loser. Um and my team, I'm actually proud of them.
0: Yeah. I mean but you know you what know. else I want to
1: say this. Oh shit. If we don't beat Tennessee next week, I'm gonna show my bare ass on this podcast. You That's what be on here. Yes, I will. Well, you better not show up. Because I'm gonna moan the world if we can't beat Tennessee. That's how serious it is.
0: Okay, that's disgusting. I'll probably get us banned from YouTube. But anywho, yeah, we here. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a day. Um, I can't say that we have any topics. Maybe um, we got a couple, but we're, we're truly living up to the mantra of the podcast at this moment. We're just kicking it, right? So let me get the link out to the internet real quick. I'll let 69 Black Pack. I don't know if those are gas station sex pills, um, but hold on.
1: Well, anyway, I thought we were going to come on here and have a special guest. I thought we were going to come on here and talk about Squid Game, um, which you tricked me into watching that entire series, and then we're not going to do it. So it kind of is what it is. Yeah, go ahead, King Quest. Miss the show, you know that. That's on you. We're not losing to the Titans, man. I guarantee it. We got this one. Because you know what? Some of the things that I seen this past week, man. Even though we we came up short, we had uh, some allegations come out about our head coach uh, yesterday, allegedly. Which in the video, he didn't do anything wrong. He's married. He had his hand up pushing that scallywag up off of him. It was a setup. That's what it really was. But, you know, our man Urban Meyer and white Jesus himself, Trevor Lawrence, are going to prevail this week. Like I said, I guarantee it. I have a bet against CP. Uh, I don't know what his name is on Twitter because it doesn't matter what his damn name is. But I have a bet against him. On Twitter, if the Jaguars lose, I have to change my Abbey to some Tennessee shit for the rest of the year. Y'all already know my arch nemesis, the number one hater I ever met in my life, is a Tennessee Titan fan. I don't like Tennessee. I don't like Tennessee whiskey. I don't like Jack Daniels. I don't like Memphis barbecue. I don't like the Titans. I don't like the volunteers. I don't like the Grizzlies. I don't like nothing about Tennessee.
0: What about 3 6 Mafia?
1: They're okay. Anything else? I don't. I don't like. I don't deal with tennis. Anymore. And you know what? One of the things I don't understand is this dude CP Powell or something like that. You you know him, CP Jetlight. Shout out
0: ball. What's up? What's happening? I don't understand
1: bars. how you come from a, a an area that has a team and then you <clears throat> choose not to go for that team. Like that's never going to make sense to me. Just like um, Marcus. It is, it is what it is, though. You can't. You don't have to be a slave to the stadium. Yes, you do. Marcus what? Sniffles has never been to Indianapolis and all of a sudden he's a Colts fan. You're a bandwagoner because they had a couple Miami fans.
0: He was he was he literally said he's at the Colts game like two weeks ago.
1: He did, but prior to that, I've never heard of, I've met him in person before. He's never said he's been to a Colts game. Like I said, sometimes that stuff it just doesn't make sense. People they don't even like for me, when I was growing up, my team I like San Francisco over from Mississippi. And I liked Atlanta because Atlanta is right there by Mississippi. Either you like Dallas, San Francisco, Atlanta, or um, New Orleans. I chose Atlanta coming up and I liked them and San Francisco up until Jacksonville kind of took off. They're all in my proximity. Why are you choosing teams that are way across the world? It doesn't make sense to me.
0: Well, that's, I mean, so I mean I'm a I support the Falcons, but I mean I'm I'm not I'm, a, I'm not a Hawks fan though. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't care about the Hawks at all. Like doesn't doesn't make me any. I mean they've
1: but, been sorry for a long time. That's understandable.
0: Yeah, well I I want to double back real quick to Jack Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer. Um, you know before we get to the controversy, I did watch the game with them against the uh, the Bengals, and I had to say to myself on Twitter like. I, I never would imagine in my life that I would envy the Jaguars and the Bengals as they went down and you had two young gunslingers pushing the ball downfield, making incredible plays with their legs, pushing the ball. You know what I'm saying? That was a solid – that's probably one of the best Thursday night football games I've seen, right? It was
1: pretty good. No defense, but it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that's fine. The NFL is kind of more offensive-based. Trevor Lawrence out there making great plays. Um, shout out to Trevor Lawrence, you know. Had we lost a couple more games last year, he might have been a Falcon, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, we can't we can't you know focus on a pass. But their head coach, man, like from from the day he's taken over this franchise, he's made questionable decision after questionable decision after questionable decision after questionable decision. Uh, let, let's start with the first one. And I think this actually predates the Tebow controversy, but he hired a former coordinator of his that was like a known racist or something like that. That, what, that was the first thing he did. And then the whole Tebow fiasco, which was a huge waste of everybody's time. Right? Like, why are we... Did you... Jacksonville... I feel like if you weren't excited to go see Trevor Lawrence then Tebow shouldn't be the thing to push you over the edge to buy tickets. Right? Cool. Now... This latest controversy is that allegedly, Urban Meyer was in a uh, sitting on a bar stool in a some sort of bar with a young uh, blonde tenderoni, you know, grinding or whatever white women do to music with no rhythm uh, around his crotch region, right? And the the woman in question is not his wife, right? So if you see the pictures on social media, I'm actually going to make it the, the episode artwork, but. Like, Urban Meyer is, like, clearly blitzed in this picture, man. Like, he's clearly out there turning up these pretty pretty young things, these floozies, these thoughts. And I'm just like, yo, you cannot be out here acting a fool as the head coach of an NFL team, right? Okay, so let's, see, let's be honest
1: here. At least he really he's acting like, a fool? Bruh, come on, dog. He's sitting there, and a the woman's dancing on him. Like, is that really – and it does look like he's trying to push her off. I don't really think that that's like that big of a deal. But I mean, My, if you want to make Leonard it a Myers, deal,
0: Urban Meyer is fifty-seven years old. Why isn't he asleep? It's clearly past his bedtime.
1: Like, he was celebrating like a like a he was celebrating like a bachelor party or something like that in Ohio. Um, if, if if memory serves me correctly, so he, he was out with friends celebrating.
0: Hey man, he's clearly not dedicated to his team. He needs to be watching film, figuring out how to make
1: this offense work. They, they played thursday so he has some free time he has 10 days off unacceptable his wife knew where he was going so he wasn't sneaking around and the woman was all up on him i could see if he was out of the bar stool or even if he had his hands around her to me they're making a mountain out of molehill i've seen them compare this to some bobby petrino stuff saying he's probably only got two games left before he's out and it's like come on now i don't i don't I hope not, because that was devastating to your community. But I don't think it's as bad as a Chris Dole hire. The Chris Dole hire was a, was a slap in the face. Like, if you have the hashtag day, racism.
0: let's go. Yeah.
1: Because he definitely, um, you know, used some very choice words to describe certain black athletes. And I know sometimes, like with certain stuff, we become a little bit more sensitive, but the things that he said. They definitely were out of line, and I don't think you try to say that you did your proper vetting and then just try to sneak it on in there. Luckily, they picked it up. Uh, He made the choice to resign. I guarantee you he's probably let go and just paid to leave. The Tebow thing, to me, it's real stupid because we still don't have a tight end. We We wasted a spot the entire time for a guy that you knew from, if you watched him with the Jets and the Patriots, when he wasn't tasked with being an actual quarterback and he was doing wildcat stuff, some tight end stuff, some fullback stuff. He's not that athletic. Now, sure, and this is one of the things, and, and I'm sorry for the white people that are listening, you do have some people that 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 are white and that are athletic and that are fluid in their hips and that they, they can move, that are quick twitch, but he's not one of them. Like He's really stiff. He at at the peak of his career he had a decent 40 but it's not like the guy was freaking Jason Seahorn or something like that like he he's slow he's slow he doesn't know the p- position he's not very athletic he can't throw the ball like he can't debate I don't know how he got a job debating he's not a good analyst like he does nothing well. Like he can't talk. he If you've ever been to Jacksonville, he sounds like every other native white Jacksonville. <laughs> and they just, they have this thick accent and they sound dumb. Like and he sounds dumb and he's not dumb, but you know, I just, it really is crazy at the amount of times that he's been given chance after chance after chance. And like I said, at the end of the day, whether that's your neighbor, your homeboy, your cousin, or whatever, he's been given way too many opportunities. At the end of the day, and I hate to say this name, but you know what it is. Kaepernick would have been a better receiver slash tight end than Tebow. At least he has legit speed and athleticism. Tebow was out there making a mockery of the sport. That's my point. Just upholding a... Uh... Yeah, I'm not gonna say what
0: I want to say, but you you know how it is, man. Like it, we all know what the game is at this point, man. And and even talking about Jacksonville, like even that that one period of time where they had a great defense that featured Jalen Ramsey, I can't remember the defensive tackles' names, but when you guys pushed super hard to get to the AFC, almost won the AFC championship, right? Clayus well,
1: Campbell or Mar- or Marcel Darius?
0: Uh, I think Clayus Campbell, all right. but. In that game, we remember we talked about that game when they did not trust Blake Bortles to make plays at the end of the half or even like towards the end of the game. Like if they if they had had a real NFL quarterback, if they had Kaepernick, I think they'd have been a much better team. Even if he is limited as a passer, the things he can do athletically with his legs that, that opens up the playbook is something that you cannot pass, especially with a defense that good.
1: But all in all, just hold on one more he had a way better arm, deep ball, than Bortles. And even if you take away his athleticism, you have to respect the fact that he has a cannon, just straight up. Yeah. That's the same thing that's going on with um, with your boy Cam now. Like Cam can still make unbelievable passes, even though he can't hit a, a barnyard in the middle of the field. You have to respect that cannon, that he has, like he is a vertical passing threat. He is for sure. And that's why it never made sense to me that, you know, he never got the chance, but you know, every now and again, things will pop up where you kind of know what it is. Like you said.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, again, Jacksonville has Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully they get, they get that together. Like just watching that offense. It took me back to, I believe what was the national championship? The Gators won TiVo's first. Freshman year it was like 2007. 2000. Yeah. yeah, it took me back to watching that national championship. It was like, yo, he's running the same like plays and formations, and I don't understand why he's doing this. Like Trevor Lawrence isn't limited as a passer, and he's a pretty damn good athlete, which I, I kind of get. But you're not you're not in college anymore. Like the man has a cannon. He could can push the ball downfield. He can move and be mobile and get out the pocket and make plays with his arm. Like, I watched them run like trips left three plays in a row. I'm like, damn, dog, like, y'all ain't got nothing else in the playbook? or But, yeah, I mean, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, you know, hopefully they'd get it together. Um, th- they know how to score points, which is something that my team struggles with. But we seem to make all the excuses in the world for them, but that's for another podcast at another time, right? But sticking with sports, I know – and we talked about this before as far as I know we're sick of – COVID mania, but it just keeps popping up. And partly it's due to a lot of the larger platforms, media platforms, giving a microphone to the vocal minority, right? So in recent news, we talk, I think you guys talked about with Kyrie Irving um, and now uh, Andrew Wiggins, right? So Andrew Wiggins was saying he didn't want to get vaccinated. Um, I didn't give a real honest or, you know, logical explanation why he did not want to be vaccinated. And this becomes a big story. You got, you know, people like Ted Cruz, like talking about, Oh, I stand with Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving and all kinds of nonsense. They're being used as propaganda for, you know, right. Media sites, you know how they do, but to me, it's ridiculous that, Hey, a majority of these leagues are vaccinated. Right majority of these work centers are vaccinated. But as soon as you have one or two people that seemingly seemingly become martyrs because they don't want to get vaccinated, like in uh, New York, for example, they were firing a bunch of doctors and nurses who did did not want to get vaccinated. And a lot of people made a big stink about it, but if I had to look at the percentages, I'm pretty sure a higher number of people are vaccinated versus the ones that aren't in these work centers. But again, the story becomes the Vocal minority who doesn't want to get vaccinated, which is ridiculous. So, um, at this point, man, and we 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 beat this dead horse. There's no more research to be done. Like all the facts are in front of you. There's much smarter people out here that have taken the time and dedicated their lives to figure this stuff out. And it's it's irresponsible to you, especially you know, let's say Kyrie, for example, people like him who have huge platforms. To, to put out that doubt in people's minds, especially young people, because young people aren't the smartest people in the world. And they're kind of the ones out here wilding out and, you know, recklessly spreading it. So I, I would just like to say it's, it's ridiculous. Um, Andrew Wiggins clearly now is vaccinated because he didn't want to lose that $18.5 million for missing half his games. So it goes to show you like your, his convictions obviously weren't as deep as he claimed for them to be. So now it really makes me wonder, why did you not want to get vaccinated? Because the other day, again, apparently we were willing not to play home games or whatever, but all of a sudden you're good to go. Like I, do. Now I Now I want an explanation more, why you apparently didn't want to get vaccinated and turn around days later and get the shot. Doesn't make any sense to me.
1: It definitely has to do with the the money. Um Because that's a lot of money to be missing out on. Like, no cap. And, I mean, the only thing that the Warriors could have possibly did was try to see if they could package him to a city or state that doesn't have that type of a mandate. But eventually you're going to run into that issue anyway. To me, what extra research had you done in the last three days to make the decision? Oh, because it came down that, hey, not only are you going to miss the games, we're not paying you for the games, so now you have to make a decision. And, I mean – it just comes across as being disingenuous because it's like, really, what what are you really waiting for? Like if you're not waiting for specific details or waiting like I, I don't see how three days makes much difference from the what the vaccine's been out, I know, from a trial period for almost a year now. Um, and I mean, sure, with any vaccine that comes across, there are going to be some positives, some pros, and there's going to be some negatives or some cons. And it's just kind of like you know, you when you're forced, and this go is deeper than just the vaccine for me, it goes back towards I know on I is it I am an athlete or I am not an athlete, the podcast with like Ocho Cinco
0: uh i think it's like i'm more than that i'm not sure
1: okay so like with that one i know um they talk about various things and they were talking about like the movement with kaepernick and stuff like that and i know this is the nba not the nfl but it's like okay well hey when when things are tough and we really need you you're really all about the money like that that's your whole driving force like if it if you had to sell out your brother you do it for the money. like, And that's, to me, what it all boils down to, whatever the case may be. Because like I said, whatever information that's been out for the past, let's say 10 months, this is October, there's nothing that you could have learned in 72 hours that you couldn't have learned in the last 10 months that all of a sudden pushes you to get it done. They had to basically say, hey, you need to do this or we're going to rip away half of your salary for the year And then he finally did it. That's the same with, I know here, um, this hospital called Novant, Novant Health. They had 300 people in the area that were unvaccinated. They gave them five days and they said, look, if y'all don't get vaccinated by these five days, you're fired. 175 people were fired it just is what it is at the end of the day. Like they were not playing and it's kind of like, I, I get it, you know, I, cause I've been on both sides, you know, I'm not going to rush out to do anything. Um, you do do your due diligence. I'm not saying that people are going to go out here and Google search each and every word and everything that's in there, but you know, you do as much as you can. Um, like I told you in private, I had to take a look at, at you yourself and was like, okay, well, Hey, I know we're different people. I'm obviously a lot more athletic, a lot taller than you, and better looking. But I was like, you know what? He didn't die for it, from it. So we're kind of all good. You know what I'm saying? Like if I do die, and at least I know he'll die with me. That, that was my train of thought. Not all the way. I'm just joking. But um, that's some of the things that, that like I just don't get it. Like three days now, all of a sudden you're cool with it when the money's on the line. Okay, yeah,
0: so, hey, Kyrie- hey, hey, hey. Kyrie actually might be down for the cause, though. Kyrie, he he a different dude. And also, Kyrie's a much better athlete than uh, Andrew Wiggins. So better players are going to get, like, a little bit more leeway. I don't know how long they're going to deal with it for because, again, this team is trying to be a championship contender. So they don't really have time to be messing around with Kyrie and his his Kyrie-isms. But kind of back to the New York thing, uh, somebody on Joe Budden's podcast made a terrible take um, about this whole – you know, hospitals in New York City, having people get vaccinated. So like I said, per this article from Reuters, 95% of the nurses are vaccinated in these group facilities. So it's literally like 5,000 people out of 4,300. And I'm not sure it was not the podcast, either or ish We're essentially saying like, hey, if the vaccination doesn't stop me completely from getting it, right? And I can still pass it on to somebody else who doesn't want to get it, then why should I care if they don't care about themselves? Right. Trying to make it seem like it's a, you know, a, a singular issue. Right. Like it's not a group project, essentially, that we're doing. And like, you know, Joe straightened them out with with that part as far as like, hey, man, just because you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. But like, we don't know everybody else's situation, where you're at, who you're around, or you who you could possibly spread the disease to or the virus to. But if you look at it from a bigger level, like with this this nursing thing, we've talked about this in the podcast as well. You got to look at the big picture. Okay, you don't get vaccinated. That's fine. That's on that person. However, when they're taking up a hospital bed that could be used for one of your family members who has a legitimate illness, now you're like, oh, shit, if this person had been vaccinated, yes, they may have caught it, but they're not going to be in a situation where they need to be in the ICU or take them intubators or or ECMO machines, and things of that nature. So and that's what I'm saying. Like uh, he is vaccinated, whoever made that comment on the podcast, but just the idea that people have these like deep thoughts, quote unquote, but actually don't really think of the bigger pictures is what's the most troubling to me. Like yeah. just again, there's much smarter people that have gone through all these details. If if they're doing it, I, I don't have to say that it's it should be legit, but that's that's kind of kind of my take on that. But
1: Oh, trust me, I get it because I, like I said, when I put a lot of things into perspective before I made the ultimate decision to do it, and some of these points that you're making are true. Like I had to look at it from okay, well, I'm I have my own ailments, but I'm not too old. But it's like okay, well, what if I'm the cause of someone that I love get it, like a loved one or something, or you know, I've uh, been to thanksgivings. I've been around parents. I've been around siblings. I've been around friends. And it's like, what if my negligence was the reason for them, not just them directly, but I could give it to them and then they can lose someone that's close to them. And I don't see how you could sleep at night knowing that, like even with the nurses. I mean, trust me, I understand what it's like to be skeptical of it, but you guys are going to be around it day in and day out. And like you said, you're like I was reading somewhere where it was people that had minor injuries being shot that were not able to get a bed because of this, because of COVID. Like we have to prioritize these people that need ICU. You've only been shot in your shoulder. You know, we can't give you a bed. You got to wait in the waiting room. You have to wait in this area and stuff like that. And it's like when you really just start to look at things like that and kind of judge yourself, um, you know, it's some selfish people out there. It really is.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's American in a nutshell, man. Be as selfish you can be, man. So, God, God bless them. But yeah, that's the the weekly COVID report. Hopefully, uh, at some point we get a hold of this shit. I think it, they've hit like what seven hundred thousand deaths or something like that. So, um, it's definitely uh, doesn't seem to be going anywhere, especially with the, with winter right around the corner. Uh, hopefully we get that taken care of, but off of COVID, um, shit. I've watched. Uh, I feel like I've watched more movies than I have this weekend than I have in like the last three months. Um, none that I don't think Adolphus have seen, so this is not really going to help for conversational purposes. But I would highly recommend that you see uh, watch Parasite. Uh, it's on Hulu. Um, there's an anime called Parasite that's also pretty good. But these are two different movies. <laughs> Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and I, I just finished watching the uh, Many Saints in Newark, uh, the Sopranos uh, prequel story, um, and I could live without it. I, I'm not gonna lie, it was it it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Like the casting was bad. The story kind of I feel like they kind of sold. Uh, story that wasn't there. Like it looked like it was going to be sold to be a kind of a prequel on Tony Soprano, but it really was more about um, his uncle Vicky Motosanti. And like it, like I don't, I don't understand what the purpose of the movie was. Like, like even as a huge Sopranos fan, like I really got nothing from it. Like there were some things that were kind of revealed. But I, I feel like I could live without that. Like it, It's probably something I'll never watch again. I probably won't recommend it to anybody. It, it was cool, though, because the story was set during the uh, 1967 Newark riots, which kind of made it relevant today with like kind of with the Black Lives Matter movement type of issues. Um, as far as a Black man being killed by police, and they essentially burned down the city of Newark, or Nork as the locals call it. Um, so that was that was an element of the show I didn't really or the movie that I didn't really anticipate, but I mean you saw some of the like characters that would, you know, appear in the show later on, but like the casting was bad. Like I'm like, yo, bro, like y'all, y'all pick some terrible people to cast these actors. Um, the story really had no meat to it. It was just kind of like I I guess it was a thing to do. Maybe they got bored during the pandemic or prior to the pandemic, but yeah, man, they they could have missed me with that. So, not not gonna say I was uh, entertained at all by that. So, highly direct. Two stars, two stars at that. So,
1: I, I was just gonna. I didn't even know that was gonna come up. I was just gonna watch that. I mean, like I said,
0: uh, even, like I said, it's only for, it's for fans. But like I don't. If they expect to make any money from other people that aren't fans of the show, then I. It, it would not have made me interested in watching The Sopranos because The Sopranos, I don't think this movie was better than one single episode of Sopranos. Like I can't think of one episode of this movie was better than. Period.
1: That's really bad. Um, I've already told you I've seen Parasite when it was on Netflix, but that was like a year and a half ago or more. And like I said, I was going to watch The um, Sopranos, but I was so caught up in Squid Game that, you know,
0: well, I mean, so I mean, what were your thoughts on Squid Game? Because I know you, you had to kind of rush to watch it, but um, what were what your thoughts? Fuck Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. I don't care, Marcus. <clears throat> I do well, not care. He's still a diva and his family hates him. So,
1: well, for me in Squid Game, like I told you in private, I kind of feel like. It was on the cusp of the first Hunger Games mixed with Surviving the Game with ice Tea. It was good. It had a lot of swerves in it, a lot of plot twists. And because of that, I think it was actually, like, I, I left it pretty satisfied. Like, I kind of wish it was a little longer and maybe they should have did, like, eight games instead of six. <laughs> Oh,
0: this man is over here choking to death.
1: Yeah, I was eating that dang uh, sour worm. Um, But, yeah, I felt like if it was eight games, because I just kind of felt like on the eighth episode, like a whole bunch of people were taken out. And I'm like, dang, man, you know, I kind of wish. They could have developed a couple of small stories, a little bit more. But, I mean, you know, right amount of time. Um, it has your action. It has your suspense. Like I said, it's going to have a lot of different plot, like plot twists on it. Like it was some stuff that was starting to come together and I had to think about it. And I'm like, dang, wait a minute. And then one of the homies called me with like the biggest plot twist. And I was like, well, shoot, I didn't even catch that one. Um, Something that happened like later on. I don't know if we're going to go full in balls deep or not, but it was definitely a lot of plot twists for that one. What were your thoughts? Um, so
0: I, I watched it initially, um, just because like I'd watched clickbait. So like my wife, she'll go and see what's like trending on Netflix and randomly watch it. So I was like, all right, well, let's see what this is about and watch the first episode. And I was like, ew, shit. Okay, let's do it. I'm, I'm locked in. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, the concept was interesting. We're not gonna to go too deep because I definitely want to get into it a little bit deeper. Um, but the concept was interesting, um, kind of taking people down in their luck and essentially exploiting them on their own uh poverty, I guess, on their own hard times. And and I wouldn't even say exploiting them because they they make the choice to do this, like like they said many times in the show, like nobody's nobody's forcing y'all to be here. Like y'all made the choice to come here, right? But my thing is, is like, after the first game, like no spoilers, but after the first game, and and you had the chance to leave, I'm not playing no more, right? Like in some of those games, like just kill me now, cause if like there's nothing you can do, like you don't have like in some of these games, your your fate is not in your own hands. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> so. Like, nah, bro. Like, the further they got to, like, yeah, we should keep going. But nah, man, and the further you get, the like, you don't know what's going to happen.
1: Okay. So, let me ask you a quick question because this is not a spoiler because I'm just going to name a game. But was the Marvel game, was that the fourth one? Fourth game?
0: Um, it's after Tug of War. So, forward, yeah, I think that was the fourth one.
1: Okay. That game was jacked up. That game
0: was so. Yeah, jacked up. see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, after, like I said, after the first game, there's no way you can be like, "Yeah, man, we can do this," because you don't know enough information. If they laid it all out from the beginning, I guarantee you a lot of more people be like, "Nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm not doing this. It's not worth it." Like, especially the last game. Last game was probably the most jacked up one. But again, no spoilers. Definitely check that out. We'll get into it deeper. But now,
1: why, why do you think that was? Are you talking about the, the the sixth game was the actual squash oh, no,
0: no, 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 no. the the fifth game the okay, fifth yeah, game Okay yeah that that yeah. was Yeah and that's what I'm saying like no matter how much of a savage you are once you get to that point like yeah there's yeah man nope I'm selling crack I'm starting an OnlyFans account I'm robbing people I am not doing that under any circumstances
1: Hard It's bad. 33 million US dollars or either I'm,
0: 38 Look how many bricks did Jay-Z lose? I could get a couple of bricks. We can, we can get on the grind. I would rather risk selling drugs, like large amounts of drugs, and doing Fed time than doing that. Not, Nah, I'm good. I'm good on that.
1: I don't think I would either because it's so much that, like you said, is really out of your hand. Like you think you may know a little bit, but you really don't know at all. And it's so many, like they give you the opportunity to be an indecent human being. Is the worst part about it. Like there were, and, and like I said, I'm not trying to get into the spoilers, but I know on one of the before the final game came, someone was about to have to make a decision. Someone else said, you know, that, that's not who you are in your heart. You know, you're 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 not that type of you're not that guy, you're not that type of guy. And it it forces you to make decisions that you're going to have to live with, and it may haunt you forever. You know, and the thing that I will say about the game is, it's not, it, it is people that's down on their luck, but it's people that may have once been wealthy. Um, it, it's people that may have been criminals in the past. It's people that, have, you know, gamblers, and they're just, you know, low-class workers and stuff like that. And I think the real cool part was, at any moment, you can decide to get out of the game, but it has to be a majority vote, but it shows the level of greed in people that they didn't care. Like, I don't care. I I I see that money, and I want that money, and I don't care what I have to do to get it. That was the major concept of it and, and how things can work in this world. Like, at the end of the day, I'll do some immoral things for some cash, not me, but people in general. And like I said, just when we get into it, because it's so many different theories, so many different twists and turns. And I was like, dang, because at first I could kind of see, okay, well, hey, this is the person that's going to win it, obviously. Um, and, you know, like it, it was some stuff that you can kind of see. Like I knew it was kind of maybe a three-horse race for who was going to win the whole thing. Um And, you know, some other stuff, too. It did take a little bit of a left turn because I thought the main antagonist was one person and it wasn't. It was actually somebody else. But um, and then their story, you know, once I really kind of thought about it, I was like, shit, you know, that's that's interesting as well. And then how it ties back. You're just like, well, dang, man, this is it was well thought out. It was good. Like I said, for me, it's it's got the surviving the game with surviving the game was. Ice-T was a homeless man. movie came out in 94, but spoiler alert. He was a homeless man. Rich white people came to him, ex- extorted him, and basically was like, hey, you know, we'll pay you to be our tour guide. And then they let him know once he got there, we're going to be hunting you, nigga. Like, you, you got this. We'll give you a couple mile advantage. We're going to track you down. We're going to hunt you down and kill you. And it was also like the first Hunger Games where the only thing that differed from it was the Hunger Games people were randomly chose in the first one compared to this one. You were kind of, you know, given a little bit of money in good faith. And then you had to come back for more, which everybody just about came back for more.
0: Yeah. Just conceptually, like it's extremely creative. Like I was looking on Wikipedia to see if this is like, I mean, I get the, the, the actual squid game is a, Southern Korean game that you play, but I figured like this was a remake of an old book or something like that. But I guess they kind of pieced it together from like other other things. And I'm kind of surprised, like you know, like you were saying, just based on greed in general, that like Americans haven't made a story like this. This seems like something Americans would do. Like I feel like if you made a Squid Games in the United States, you would have no problem getting people to sign up, which is disgusting. Matter of fact, all the unvaccinated people, we would like to invite you to the Squid Games. That's that's what we should do. If you if you survive it, then you don't have to get vaccinated. That's that's what we should do with the uh, the Squid Game. But yeah, I was like, yeah, this is this is pretty good. Like, cause I know that America will adapt like TV shows from other countries. Like, for example, one of my personal favorite new shows that I, I watched recently was The Good Doctor. Um, it's actually based on a Korean show, so you know they do that kind of stuff. So. I was kind of surprised, but yeah, this this might be uh this might be my dive into Korean culture. One of the homies trying to put me on like Korean dramas and shit like that. And like kind of with Parasite, Parasite's also a Korean film, which won Best Picture in 2020. And I'm like, yo, like these, and even with that movie, if you haven't seen it, watch it. I like to talk about it at some point. But like the story's not super complex, but it's so good the way that it was put together and even how it ended. And I'm like, they didn't even that, that movie couldn't have cost but a couple of million dollars to make. But I guess the idea and the thought that was put behind it that, that made it great versus the 35 terrible movies that come out in the United States like every other day. That I have no clue how they get like funded or greenlit, but you know, it is what it is. But um <clears throat> yeah. So but real quick, talking about terrible TV shows and movies, I challenge you guys if you haven't watched it and if you have DM me. Please watch the first episode of BTS The Oval. I promise you, it's the worst TV I've ever seen in my life, and I almost want to keep watching it. But it's just so like Tyler Perry has too much money to be putting out a product that bad. Like the whole like memes and videos of Tyler Perry's like actors and actresses having like bad wigs and stuff like that. Like this entire first episode is a bad wig. It's like, bro, can you fix it? Like it's tilted, like I can see your ball spots. Like you can you get this together? And they're like, nope, go keep running with it. Keep running with it. Keep running with it. And it's so bad to the point where I think Tyler Perry's doing it on purpose. Because like I told like 10 people to watch this show because it's so bad. But a view is a view, I guess. But yeah, that shit is that shit is awful.
1: Or just like I'm gonna be honest with you, I actually, even though this was a good show when we were younger. I can't believe they redid a Black Good Times. Oh, well, not Good Times. Um, Wonder Years. Wonder Years. Like, what was the point?
0: Just well, the Wonder Years was a good show. I I'm, I've watched it, but I can't remember if it was good or not. If it was like something that was just around, it was on TV, and I watched. Nah, I don't know. You're right. I yeah, know. I think they redid it just like from a you know Black perspective, kind of taking advantage of the uh, the racial reckoning we're having. You know, everybody wants the the Black products, Black products are selling high and heavy right now, so. I think they're kind of taking advantage of that because I don't think anybody was like clamoring for a, you know, black perspective of the Wonder Years, which is probably going to end up, if I had to guess, going to talk about racism, that's probably going to be like the under- underlying tone of the show. Growing up black in what, the 60s, stuff like that, like not going to be able to do shit, probably gonna, like fall in love with a white girl and then break up because you're black. Just I, I feel I could probably piece together what this storyline is going to be without watching a single episode, so.
1: Yeah, I wish they would have just went a different direction than trying to redo that one. But, you know, it kind of is what it is. I mean, they're redoing everything. They don't have a problem at all with redoing anything, like you said, with the racial reckoning. You know, they're just trying to capitalize on that black dollar. You know, the, women
0: the black dollar does spin, so. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I do not know. Like I said, we're just here kicking it. We had no real agenda. We just want to give you product. Um, I would like to say that we are, like I said, the most consistent podcast you're gonna find out here. So always counting us to give you guys something, something to get you through the week, the day, the trip to work. So definitely subscribe, to my YouTube Apple Podcast, SoundCloud. Um, if you're on Twitter, holler at us on there. But just want shout to out to that, that
1: bald headed Biatch. Mr. Lowski, Lowski Wolski, eighty nine. That's the homie for real. But you know, you are tagging me all in this Urban Meyer stuff. Look, man, I'm not his PR person. I'm glad your team, the the Rams, is getting their asses. With oh, they right? get they get
0: packed, yeah, up. They I packed up. I need to look what's going on with that.
1: They getting packed up. This man, who's the 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 king of cream, as we'll call him, because he's definitely a nasty nigga, uh, has been MIA on the timeline. Hey, yes, we got. <laughs> It's getting brutalized, <laughs> but you're not going to be able to escape these jokes, buddy. So bring your ass back on. Oh, here he is. Oh, oh wow. Okay, shout out to him. So, yeah, Mr. Ball-headed Cream Fiend, Lowski Woski 89. Y'all follow him, he's a really entertaining person. Him and Marcus Sniffles are like the, the tag team prince and king of cream. So, shout out to them.
0: That's nasty. Uh, damn, Kyle Murray would really be out here balling. Um, damn, damn. Arizona rushed for two hundred and sixteen yards on the boys. That's crazy. AJ Green still out here. I forgot they got Sonny Michelle on the Rams. That's. I guess. Oh, uh, I don't know. The Packers. I don't know either.
1: But we can go on and pack this up if you want to. It's all good. Y'all already know who I rock with. Um, definitely shout out to everybody that supported me on my journey to being the tech messiah. Um, you know, filled out my paperwork so I can graduate from college. Uh, so, Mr. Boyette, I hope you slip and fall on a dildo for saying I will never accomplish anything in life. And for anybody else, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for being down and being around. You know, this KTSC Avenue. Well, yeah. you
0: know. <laughs> appreciate it definitely a, a light week you know got some things going on but you know we'll be back next week with more of that that product definitely want to jump into the squid game next week so definitely if you're looking to hear some conversation on that jump in the chat shout out to marcus niffles and el Chapo, triples rev kj all of them rock with us Lowski, king quest who's always in the chat talking that wild shit that ga boy oh y'all this is ktscf We
1: out. Peace.